Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Row. This is the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. It's also probably about to double as the Jordan Fuller appreciation hour or 30 minutes or 15 minutes. I'm not sure how long we'll go. That's Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. I am Austin Ward. The most recent position group uh, or position groups to talk to us about the primary responsibility here, the Ohio State safeties, trying to replace Jordan Fuller. So Matt Barnes, uh, the safeties coach, also the special teams coordinator. He had those specialists talk, but uh, Barnes, Marcus Hooker, and Josh Proctor are the primary concern here because that's one of the biggest um, uncertainties on this roster right now. Berm. We see what Jordan Fuller is doing in the NFL. He was underappreciated, I think, by many for the last couple of years. Not here, uh, not by me, not by you, not by Spencer, but that's a big deal for what Ohio State wants to do. And, and these guys, Marcus Hooker and Josh Proctor, uh, haven't had that full-time role. They haven't thrived. Uh, they haven't had the chance to show what they can do, and they have to be at their best for the Buckeyes. Yeah, maybe it feels a tiny bit redundant because we did talk about this a little bit or a lot of it yesterday because it was a topic of conversation when we're breaking down what positions are the biggest question marks for Ohio State. And I thought Matt Barnes was pretty poignant today when he made a, 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 a point of contention, say playing safety or playing at Ohio State isn't always about being the biggest guy or the fastest guy. I mean, that position, it, it's very important. It is the last line of defense on the defense. And uh, to have a guy like Jordan Fuller there for the last – few years it sort of gets taken for granted how solid and consistent he was and what I said yesterday was sort of echoed today by Matt Barnes and that's the biggest question mark between Josh Proctor, Marcus Hooker, Bryson Shaw, everyone else playing that position. It's consistency. How do you get to be the same guy on Saturday that you are on Tuesday afternoon or Thursday afternoon and that that's where the the real question mark for Ohio State at safety is. Yeah it's and when you're talking about biggest and fastest or most athletic there hasn't been any question, you know, dating back to Josh Proctor's arrival that he is that guy. And Jordan Fuller, uh, when he sat down with me this summer to, to you know, dive into some Buck IQ breakdowns, and he looked at both Josh Proctor and Marcus Hooker and said they're really encouraging things athletically for both of them. But if we're going to take it, Josh Proctor is one of the most touted safety recruits that Ohio State has had in quite some time. And, you know, if fast, big, strong, physical, all that stuff is checked off the box. Uh, the part that he needs to probably take that next step is the mental preparation and that consistency that you talked about. That is truly what set Jordan Fuller apart. So Josh Proctor had the benefit of spending two years uh, learning under Jordan Fuller's wings there, Spencer. Now he has to take those lessons and apply them on the field. We know how high uh, the upside is for him, but uh, this is something that you've said a lot. He's got to raise the floor. Yeah, there are two two things that Josh Proctor needs to make sure to do. He needs to make sure to stay on the field because he's known to, to lower his head a little bit and he needs to become a better mental player. And as long as he can do those things, he's going to be a big part of this defense. There's no doubt about it. He raises – like I love saying that. He raises the floor of the defense. The, the floor is always going to be at a certain level, but when you have a guy like Josh Proctor, as athletic as he is, as good as he is, as hard-hitting as he is, it just raises that floor to another level almost to a, you know, the floor is a championship, is a playoff level. The ceiling is a, is a championship level. And I think that's what Josh Proctor provides to this defense. If he can stay mentally prepared week in and week out for these nine weeks. Yeah, there's really no question to me, Burn, when you put him on the field against basically everybody in the Big Ten, I mean, he's going to be in, in position to make interceptions. He's going to deliver big hits and he's going to be pretty reliable. I think, and really this is true for a number of other spots on this team right now where I just, I don't think anyone in the big 10 can beat Ohio state. 
The question you ask yourself about Josh Proctor is, will he be ready in a college football playoff game? Will he be ready to play at an elite level against a team like Clemson? And he brought this up himself that he had had to, you know, put in the tape a number of times. He was the, the highest number of snaps he played in any game last year was against Clemson in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, he played pretty well for the most part, but there were three or four plays where he was in the spotlight and it wasn't in a positive way. And he's watching Trevor Lawrence run past him or a screen is getting past him to go into the end zone late in the game. And those are the ones where sometimes you have to just go through those rough patches to understand what it'll take to get to the next level. So maybe that's a positive, but he's also, he's watched it as he said a number of times over the last 10 months, that can be a good sign for him. Yeah, I don't think it's going out on a limb to say that the best the Ohio State defense can be is if Josh Proctor is as good as he can be. I, mean, I think that, you know, we, we have the ability to look at the defensive line and the linebacker positions and see a lot of talent, a lot of depth, even if a lot of it's unproven. Uh, in the secondary, and especially at safety, it's less depth, uh, especially because the majority of that room is, is freshmen. Uh, it's less proven talent. And, um, but with Josh Proctor, there's more potential upside. And it, it, he has to be the guy that delivers on that. Nobody else is going to be able to do that for him. It's not a situation, I don't feel like, where at linebacker, if Baron Browning, who I think we could probably have a lot of the similar conversations about Baron Browning as, as we are about Josh Proctor. Um, in fact, we have had those conversations about Baron Browning. With Baron, if, if he goes out there and, and misses a tackle on Trevor Lawrence or is out of position in a play, you know, there's guys behind him like Dallas Gant and Taraja Mitchell, and, and we don't have that luxury at, at safety. Um, so I think that Josh Proctor is not only the last line of defense on the field, but he's sort of like the last line of, of questions when it comes to how good this defense can really be in what's obviously going to be a unique year of football. And we talk uh, so much about Josh Proctor that we're gu as guilty of this as anybody, but in that conversation you just had about the depth there, it's a little bit unfair to Marcus Hooker, who took a big strides last year, and Jordan Fuller also, you know, in that time that he broke down the film for me, and I asked, you know, what, what, what can Marcus Hooker do? Is it fair, these comparisons to Malik? He said, I mean, that this guy can play that deep, deep safety, one high safety, and make plays from sideline to sideline, and that his ball skills are some of the most impressive of anybody on this team. And I, you know, that's nothing new for Marcus Hooker because he's used to being overshadowed by his older brother. Uh, then he's played behind other guys with more, you know, higher profiles on the recruiting rankings and behind Josh Proctor. But when you listen to Ryan Day or Matt Barnes or, or Matt Barnes or Kerry Combs, it, it certainly seems like they're planning on both of those guys being on the field a lot. Maybe not at the same time. We'll have to wait and see exactly what they do matchup wise, schematic wise, but they're not just uh, blowing smoke about Marcus Hooker, I don't think, Chives. Yeah, I think – Chives. I think, I, think when it, I think when it comes to these two safeties, I think there's going to be an or on the depth chart. I think just depending on what they like, what they see on the film from these offenses, I think that's how they're going to decide who's on the field at what times. I don't think there's any reason to – I think there's no reason to think that Marcus Hooker is a backup. I think they are co-starters because I think both of them are talented enough to be on the field – and everybody, all the coaching staff has said, if you're talented enough, you will play. If you work hard enough and you are doing things the right way, you will play. Both of these guys seem to be on the track to play. So there's no reason to think that both of them won't have an impact. I just think, I think Marcus Hooker could, could be the kind of guy that, 
you know, if Josh Proctor is struggling and Marcus Hooker comes in and has a good game, you might see him pass Josh Proctor. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but Mark, don't downplay what Marcus Hooker's been able to do. I also don't think it's unfair to be somewhat skeptical of what Marcus Hooker's abilities on the field are. I mean, he's in his third year in the program. Um, it, last year, he was behind Jocelyn Wint and, and uh, Amir Reap when it came to crunch time in, in games of, of who was you know, being put into play. Um, yeah, I think that anybody who watched Malik Hooker play football at Ohio State and anybody who's watched a lot of Ohio State football in their life, Malik Hooker was the single best defensive back season that I've ever seen out of an Ohio State safety uh, in my life. That's pretty high praise. So I don't, I don't know that it's fair to um, even bring Malik's name into the conversation when we're talking about Marcus. It's probably also not entirely fair to say, hey, you know, the depth and talent is, is in question. But the depth and talent is in question because he hasn't been on the field to prove it. So – Hopefully, and, and I think there's a similar issue between Josh and Marcus here was that maturity, um, you don't really need to be mature and a leader over the last couple of years because the secondary was full of them, right? I mean, it was not just Jordan Fuller, but Jeff Okuda and, and, and every other guy that's been in that room is a leader. But here we are now, uh, and Marcus Hooker entering year three uh, is playing behind um, – a guy that's unproven in Josh Proctor, but playing with his third straight uh, new defensive backs coach, maybe this is what it needed. But, you know, I, I don't think it's unfair to suggest that, hey, let's, let's pump the brakes and wait to see exactly how it looks on the field. Because we, you know, Jocelyn Went, for example, was that guy in spring football multiple times. And people are like, oh, he's going to take the next step, going to take the next step. And then he's getting burnt by Miami of Ohio. So you're just like, what is going on? So let's see exactly how that plays out uh, next weekend. Yeah, I would. I mean, certainly that part uh, makes a lot of sense. But to Marcus Hooker's credit, he was on the, on the field in some more meaningful moments last year. Then it's it's kind of easy to forget about it because um, yeah. it was. So I hard. forgot about it. Yeah, but I, what I year? Think, what year is it? Yeah, it's it's twenty twenty, baby. Twenty twenty is never going to end. Um, you know, he was on the field in some moments that were uh, more high pressure, more meaningful than I think. Um, people remember, uh, you know, certainly in the game, he was out on the field when there was there was the scramble going on uh, in the secondary, and and he held his own. And I think there was a, just a moment. And I'm using Jordan Fuller's words. I'm I'm with you. I would still like to see more from Marcus Hooker, and I don't think he will ever become uh, Malik Hooker, which that's an extremely high bar to clear. But Ohio State felt, the coaching staff felt, Jordan Fuller felt, teammates felt that in the middle of last year he started to realize what it was going to take and he arrived as a pretty immature player. And if we're going to be fair, the same was true with Josh Proctor. Right. And both of these guys have the athleticism to be stars in the Ohio state secondary. Both of them now have had experience in big games, even if it's, even if it's late, you know, Josh Proctor getting the big hit against Wisconsin. Um, but in, they've been on the field to do things that Ohio state knows they can take to the next level. As long as that, Mental approach is where it needs to be. So, you know, we're talking about these two guys a lot, but I think there's good reason for that because that Jordan Fuller was the most reliable player they could possibly have at the last line of defense. He was the captain. He didn't just make plays for himself. He made sure that four other guys were in position to make plays. And are, are Josh Proctor and Marcus Hooker physically capable? Yes. Are they going to be able to do the things that a captain does? That's what I wonder because that's – that's very unclear yeah. for these guys in year three in the program. 
Well, let me just recap my, my contribution to this segment. The, there's two very important things. First is having that light come on mentally, right? Second is keeping it on. So once the light is on and you start to get praise and you start to be told you're doing the right things, how do you then keep it on from there? And where do you go to continue improving? That's the, the, the next step. Clearly, there's been an elevation in maturity and leadership in the, that role for both Marcus and Josh. Now they have to grow in it. And that's, a, that's sometimes a bigger challenge. Yeah, and, and the last thing that I'll add to it, I'll just jump off of Berm. The last time we talked about these, the secondary and these safeties, Berm and I brought up the fact that there are not many offenses in the Big Ten that are going to challenge these safeties. I don't want to turn it back into a breakdown of Penn State's pass offense, but if there are two offenses in the league that you probably are going to be at least a little challenged by, it's Nebraska's speedy receivers and then Penn State just as a collective. And I think the good news is you're not going to be wait, challenged. Wait, wait. Joe Milton is the quarterback at Michigan now. Oh, yeah, he's Cam Newton. I forgot. Yeah, so but, you have to be prepared for the Kansas City Chiefs offense to arrive at Ohio Stadium on December 12th. But, what I'm, but the point I'm trying to make here is the good news is there aren't many offenses in the Big 12, that are, uh, the Big 10, wow, that are going to challenge Ohio State's defensive backs. The bad news is they're probably in the first two weeks of the season. So you've got to be ready right off the bat. I've really got him rattled by calling him chives in a professional video and not road beers. Um, it's true. Should, are we doing ourselves a disservice by not discussing Cameron Martinez? <laughs> well, he came up multiple times today. He, can, he came up in uh, – so Matt Barnes talked about him for his work in the secondary, uh, which I'm sure doesn't really – that's a little bit more of a surprise, I guess I should say, for year yeah. one for him. The other part was in the special teams coordinator role, and he lumped him in there as one of the top three, four options. I think probably – I mean, I'm trying to remember exactly. He named three returning guys like Garrett Wilson, Demario McCall. Um, you know, he mentioned well, Mookie Cooper. Mookie Cooper, uh, and then he and then he threw Cam Martinez in there. Uh, that that's early. That's not that part is probably not a surprise. That seemed like the clearest path for Cam Martinez to get on the field. Yeah, I mean, Cam Martinez continues to impress Ohio State coaches uh, to the surprise of no one. Was that an apology for something? No. I just wanted to make sure that everyone understood that this was a surprise to no one in this particular box of the conversation. And by this particular box, I mean my box as a conversation. Because as Matt Barnes said, Cam Martinez is a tough guy. He is, a, he is one of those dudes that is going to go out there and work hard. And I just think it's great because – you're talking, you know, we've talked a lot about early enrollees over the years and how important it is to come in and, and get a head start. But because of COVID and because of the lack of spring practice, the Ryan Watts and the legend Cavazos and the Court Williams aren't really far ahead of where Lathan Ransom and Cam Martinez are. And Cam Martinez and Lathan Ransom are, have had their black stripes removed and are clearly doing all the things that you have to do to, to earn a spot. And I think, um, in a group that needs leadership, I think that you're seeing some of the young guys step up and, and really because it's hard to just be the guy that does everything you're supposed to do when you don't know how to play the position. So I think it's a cool thing to watch. What a, what an interesting uh, segue that you made to mention those three names, because uh, we still will not have an availability report for Ohio state until next week. And we've only watched uh, one morning of open practice of stretching three flex periods 
And Matt Barnes was talking about both legend Cavazos and Ryan Watts dealing with injuries. And then uh, was strangely evasive when you asked him about where Court Williams, you know, fit in. We were hearing so many great things about him over the summer and they went in a training camp talking about him being maybe a bullet. Um, and Matt Barnes was like, I don't really want to talk about him right now. Um, that part was strange, but that also means that what you're talking about right there is that Cam Martinez sort of, sort of shoots up into the mix of, of guys that they need to help uh, right away. Uh, I know that you have no doubts whatsoever about his ability to do so. No, I mean, I mean, I have questions, obviously, you know, that, that court Williams thing was a little bit just bizarre um, if we're being honest. And that's what we do here on the, you know, practice report sponsored by Bowers auto is we, we, uh, we shoot from the hip. And I was just asking like, Hey, we've been kind of hearing that court Williams is a guy who could push for early playing time and a lot of it. And then it was like, what, what's going on? And so now, um, and he wasn't out there at the practice we got to see, uh, but neither was legend Cavazos or Ryan Watts. And so you just don't know. There's a lot of things going on in those few minutes we got to see some guys showed up later. I mean, but it was just, now you're just like, huh? But you know, he did follow it up by saying that Court Williams was one of the, you know, finest people he's ever met. And he loves the kid. And um, so I don't know. I mean, who knows? Welcome to 2020. Yeah. Well, I think, and I've said this before, when we left the, the horseshoe, whenever that two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, um, some of these things are, are subject to change. I, I'm not. Yeah, so we don't really talk about it. I, I don't want to bring up names, yeah. obviously, but no, no, no. You yeah. know, this, but and that's what was interesting about, uh, the way Matt Barnes handled that. And there's no, not going to press the issue on that until it truly matters, which is till next week, especially not when we could clarify the depth chart that Bradley Robinson is now the long snapper. Yeah. And the reality chives, I'm going to let you talk here in a second. I am sorry, but you know, when we're talking about court Williams, the real, the real impact there probably isn't until next year. So it's not like it's a huge deal, but it was just a bizarre transition uh, in a conversation because it was um, unexpected, I guess. I mean, we, we, we've gotten sort of used to coaches being very generic and milquetoast when it comes to responding to the development questions. And that's really what it was. It's like, how is he developing? Um, and now here we are. Yeah. My, my final point, and I don't mean to shift this yet again, but my final thing that I, I wanted to make sure we got in here is I asked Matt Barnes about all four of the freshman wide receivers and how they impact special teams. And I don't think he could glow anymore when he was talking about guys. Like he is so excited to see these guys on special teams. All four of them bring a different skill set to what he's trying to accomplish as either gunners or on kickoff or punt return or punt. It's just interesting to see how they're going to use all these guys because they're four completely different players that could play various roles and he just seemed very excited about what they can do. Yeah, I mean, he, he was pretty adamant in the fact that he's never seen a wide receiver group as big and as strong and as fast as this current Ohio State group is. So um, what does that mean when none of them have caught a pass other than, like, you know, two guys? Nothing, but it's still – it's, you know, preseason, baby. Everybody's great. Thank goodness it's almost over. A uh, week and a half to go. The Buckeyes will be playing Nebraska in the horseshoe. Uh, not sure how many of us will be there, where we'll be, how we're going to cover it. It's, as Berm said, 2020. We're going to remain flexible, versatile, and provide the best coverage we can, however we're allowed to do it. Uh, planning is still underway for that. Uh, we don't need to break that much down, down much more on the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. The rest of the safety stuff, important. We're going to keep talking about that probably 
for the next 10 days, and then even after that when it becomes more clear what that's going to look like for the Buckeyes. Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook hanging out with me, as always, on the Letterman Road Practice Report brought to you by Byers Auto. We will see you next time.